Hello, everyone. I hope you've all been great. I'm really excited to be here today with a new episode of our guest special series of Youth Talk Mina. Today, we're here with Mr. Shweetal Kumar, CEO and managing partner at Startup Scale 360 and co-founder of The Crossroads. Mr. Kumar is an alumnus of the London Business School and an Indian chartered accountant. He lived in the United Arab Emirates for nearly two decades and spent major parts of his career with the Mubadala Investment, one of the largest sovereign funds in the world. He's very active in the MENA region, Georgia, and the Indian ecosystem to foster innovation and creativity among young entrepreneurs. Uh, so it's truly an honor to have you here, Mr. Kumar. We are looking forward to this discussion. And also thank you to everyone that joined us and will be joining us later as well. So I just wanna say that you can feel free to leave your comments or questions in the chat box so that uh, we may get to them in the end. So just before we start, would you have anything that you'd like to say? First of all, uh, Omema, thanks for having me here. And I'm really delighted to uh, share my experience to young students and the young entrepreneurs. Um, I think uh, the theme theme of the whole this uh, let's say session is around young entrepreneurs and the student entrepreneurs. So I think I'm really excited to kind of see how I can, you know, my experience will help sort of foster their um innovations or help them actually to kind of start their entrepreneurial ventures so yeah i'm looking forward to and we're really excited as well um to have you here and talk further um so i'm going to start off with my first question and it is what are your views on young entrepreneurs and do you agree or disagree um that there is still a gap when it comes to youth-led businesses that have high potential growth entering the market and why it's a great question, Omeima. Actually, if you look at the global populations, over three million, three billion are, or let's say half, more than half of the world populations are under the age of 25. And uh, if you just look at the sort of age bracket between 15 and 24 years, you know it contributes like uh, nearly 16% of global populations, and uh, almost 90% of all young people actually live in developing country. And we are also in Middle East. We are blessed with a lot of young talents. So in my view, young people or young uh, talents are the you know most valuable national assets. They are the backbone of the society. So it's very important that the, the you know the there should be like a, a government level initiatives or university level programs to sort of investing in them, brings tremendous so that you know they can bring tremendous uh, social and economic benefits. Um, now the question always there's a big question that how do we harness the innovative spirits of young young people. I know this something has to be done. You know, the, this is has to be inculcated at a very, very you know uh, early level. Now, in my view, I think uh, pretty much everyone has some sort of an entrepreneurial ta talent at early stage. Some of them got innate talents. Some of uh, required to be developed. Uh, so it's very important that you know creating those sort of a entrepreneurial culture at a very early level, uh, so that you can unleash those talents. Now. This is the sort of startups which are, uh, you know, created by the young entrepreneurs. Now, you know, they are actually creating jobs, uh, you know, increasing innovations, raising competitions, and also the, these young talents are actually you now responding to change, changing economic and op economic opportunity and trends. So I think that's why, in my view, uh, this ha this has to be created at a very, very early stage, we need to create more and more young entrepreneurs. To other, to uh, your other questions where you ask about 
like um, I think you mentioned about uh, if I agree or disagree about uh, the gaps which uh, yeah. you know when you the youth-led businesses. I think uh, this is a uh, it's a it's a it's a challenge actually if you look at many youths today. Uh, you know, uh, maybe it could be also parents' pressure, pressures, or it's a more of a peer pressure that everybody, once they graduate, they all wants to pursue career. Um, so it's a, you know, uh, many of these guys or young talents are very reluctant in pursuing career in entrepreneurship. Now that maybe because of the lot of obstacles which young people encounter when setting up a business, uh, it prevents them to sort of pursue their entrepreneurship or ventures or sort of a creates sort of a development in those community uh, due to the lack of support structures, due to the lack of uh, lack of uh, you know such sort of a uh, let's say good uh, government programs to support entrepreneur entrepreneurial development, or maybe due to the lack of business fundings or startup capital. Uh, as you know that uh, in some some places it's uh, it's very high cost in setting up a company. There's no clarity in terms of the registration, uh, or also who you know don't have proper startup ecosystem where you can you know tap the uh, mentors or thought leaders or connect with some good accelerator or incubator. So so th those are the challenge when it comes to the youth-led business when it is uh, when they are entering into this the market. I think uh, it is important that uh, if you are if you are uh, if you are let's say pursuing a venture-led pro venture-led project, I think you need to be in the right startup ecosystem. I mean, if you are, let's say, uh, we think uh, capital is most important things. And if if you are uh, supported by family and you have enough capital and backed by uh, family members, then it's a different story. But as, as you enter into the startup ecosystem where you dilute your uh, equity significantly dependent a lot of the external funding from friends and family, angel investors, or uh, VC funds. I think it's a, it's it, it requires that you need to be in the ecosystem where you are well connected with the uh, mentors or the government regulators. Uh, in, in fact, academy also play a bigger role, uh, and also uh, access to the capital. Right. And I think you mentioned a lot of good points there. Um, we talked about peer pressure, which is which is really true, actually, um, in, you know, how we choose careers and how we kind of have this mindset where we think about a career that we have in mind and then we forget about what we actually want to do. And then that changes later on. Um, and then you talked about um, investing in an early stage and, and some of the challenges that you see. And I think you're right, because that's kind of what we're trying to do at YouthWave as well. We're trying to break down these challenges and um, see how we can overcome them. And since we're youth-led, we can, you know, we're able to understand them our, ourselves more. So, yes. Yeah. So I'd just like to ask, are there certain expectations that young entrepreneurs are not ready to meet? I think in my way, there is no set in stone rule for an entrepreneur or these expectations. <laughs> That for young entrepreneur, which they can't meet, I think once you start your entrepreneur journey, I think certain things needs to be kept in mind. That you know you need to have a good partner or team. Uh, you need to raise capital on time, uh, pivot your business model if needed, find a good mentor, work on your soft skills, uh, be a good listener. I think it's very important to be humble, embrace the challenge, and yeah. especially on your strengths. Definitely. Um, can I get your perspective on whether the youth or the next wave of entrepreneurs, as I'd like to call it, 
do you think that they need to have a change of mindset or develop a different behavior uh, to achieve higher chances of success in their entrepreneurship journey? Um, and if so, what do you see should change? I think it's a very good question, uh, Omema, because unfortunately, I've come across many youths who are very disengaged. They don't have any sustainable goal. goal. Um, I think one has to decide if they want to excel in corporate ladder or pursue a passion of entrepreneurial journey, you know. Uh, yeah. So when it comes to the entrepreneurship, uh, I think it's it's the always a pull and push sort of a factors that creates an entry to an entrepreneurship. I mean, typically in the pull factors, we see the uh, young entrepreneurs are, or young generations are very optimistic. They, they are very independent. They're personally motivated. Uh, and also they want to be recognized uh, uh, in their region globally. Treyarch has created their own personal development goal plan sort of, but these all things drives to become an entrepreneur. Whereas this, uh, on the contrary, when you look at the push factors, which is born out of necessities where people or young, younger generations are, you know, encounter job insecurity or unemployment, or, the, or there's a discontentment or disagreements with the employers. You know, in that case, they, they, they this sort of a necessity sort of think, uh, you know, force them to think on to kind of trying something differently. But uh, yeah. I think in their case, I think mindset change is very important because, you, you know, when, when you are starting your entrepreneurial journey, uh, you, you need to understand a few things that you know, failure is something you have to embrace. I mean, you will see failure as a sort of a, uh, maybe, you, you know, sort of a necessary steps toward your success. So don't be ashamed of your setback, um, especially be tenacious about working towards your dream. Uh, be more creative. I think, you know, the, this sort of entrepreneurial journey is required you to be more creative so that you can look for always novel ideas and innovations. And the most important is get away from your comfort zone. I mean, if you are yeah. in a comfort zone, I think it will be very difficult to kind of uh, pursue this sort of a career, you know, in, in entrepreneurship. And uh, uh, like I, I keep saying that be humble, but at the same time, you know, have a positive attitude because I think if you if you look at the mindset of the leaders, you know, basically sets the tone for the rest of the company and influences your corporate cultures. So the negative thoughts, it's basically undermine your forward motions and progress of the company. So it has to ensure that you have a really good mindset and attitude. So there's some sort of a changes definitely required, but in my view, these are very important things. Uh, you know, a, a, because you are young and B, you are entering into a space where You'll be competing with the when the more matured companies and all. Um, but I've seen amazing startups, which is like young on, on young talent-led startups have really disrupted the various industry. I mean, we know most of the unicorns here globally. It's all started by young generations, and now pretty much they are the younger youngest billionaires also. You know, so 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 I think it's all start with a good mindset. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, you've mentioned a lot of important things. One um, that you said about, you know, having the positive attitude when you want to become that young entrepreneur and you're starting a company. Um, also that you've mentioned, I think, about being strong in your thoughts and kind of having that positive side instead of looking at the negative. And I think that's really important for us to think because obviously failure is going to happen anyway. Um, and if you're not if you're not going to accept that you're a failure, then how else will you succeed? So that's really important to know. 
So what is your approach on creating social impact and innovation to redesign the future that are youth-led? Um, I know this is quite a huge area to discuss and we have to go deeper, um, but for now, can we just get your general view? Yeah, Umeva, this is very uh, deeper subject, you know, impact, investing, social impact and all this. Uh, but it's a very interesting topic and it's been emerging uh, off late, uh, you know, in different geography. I think, especially we live in a world of full of uncertainties, right? So I think it's very important to look at those creativity and ability of spirit of our youth towards creating a more sustainable socioeconomics uh, uh, kind of kind of a environment, right? Um, so I, I spoke about the impact investing, like uh, let me introduce you the concept of impact investing for the benefit of your audience, which are young students and young entrepreneur. Actually, it's, it's a general investment strategy, basically, that seeks to gener generate financial returns while also creating a positive social, uh, social or economic, uh, sorry, social, positive social or environmental in impact. Now, I mean, if you look at simply the 17 UNS SDGs goal, you know, you are sustainable mm -hmm. development goals, they have a target such as reducing poverty, increasing gender equality, providing access to clean and affordable energy and creating more sustainable cities. Simultaneously, a lot of impact investors are actually looking to identify and invest in entrepreneurs tackling these uh, some similar targets, you know. So we can see there's a lot of uh, uh, these defined areas uh, new innovations are happening and investors are also very, uh, you know, changing their fund thesis. It's no more like a, a philanthropical sort of, a, you know, investment is becoming a serious financial return as well. Now we can see like some of the sectors which which is really doing good for, uh, for quite some time is healthcare, education, energy, especially on clean and renewable energy and agriculture, you know, a lot of innovations happening, solving food security, water security, uh, creating a clean technology and all those, so and so forth. Exactly. Um, just before, because I want to talk about the crossroads as well in a bit, um, but just before we get to that, um, what would your best advice be for young entrepreneurs? I think, uh, I know like a lot of students are also here. Right? So that's why uh, I'll start from the, uh, them. The, um, my advice is that don't just study to seek jobs, you know, but yeah. to create jobs, you know, you can be entrepreneur, you can create a job. You can add a huge values to your economy of your country, to the regions, to the global, right? So generally for a young entrepreneur, my advice is that most important thing is not to give up and always learn new things every day. I think that's really a wonderful piece of advice and probably one of the best ones that we've heard um, on the series. So I'm going to go over now to the crossroads, uh, which I'm very excited to talk about with you. Um, so you made the statement. Um, you said that, in fact, 97% of the startups in the ecosystem fail and that your aim is to lower this number. The most effective way of doing this is to share information, experience, and to involve all the cis number is still so high at the present. And how effective will it be or how big of a change will there be to involve all stakeholders? So I think the idea of Crossroads started uh, with my friend and, uh, you know, my um, actually uh, Nicholas, Nicholas who, who was my cl even classmate at London Business School. Um, so when I started Startup Scale 360 uh, in Middle East, we've been looking at a lot of, uh, lot of new ideas here and also looking at international startups which we can bring it over to this part of the world. 
and nicholas also evaluated a lot of this deal and he said that you know what i see there's a lot of opportunity in his region which is caucasus region plus uh, looking at the kind of proximity to middle east we can create a good bridge and also uh, caucasus region is centrally located between central asia eastern europe baltic region as well you know um, and middle east uh, like i said so it can you can create a 360 degree impact now given that my experience also with hubcenti when and i was in mubadla i think we clearly understand the what should be the right ecosystem so it's very important to kind of involve all the stakeholders and it start with actually government because it has to be top down approach it has to start with government the regulator because you need maybe there's a need for policy change regulatory change for uh, you know in line with the kind of the disruptions happening uh, and also you need to attract good accelerator who can uh, you know uh, do the good due diligence vet the startups at a very very early stage ideation stage or MVP, um, so that it can create a great deal for for even for later investments uh, so that that leads to sort of a, you need a lot of investors communities uh which not necessarily not not just uh, angel investor but you need a good seed funds or uh, late stage funds as well in this region because the startup go through the various life cycle you know i call it as a metamorphosis process similar similar to what we see in the nature it, it goes through this kind of a life cycle and you need a different uh, uh, types of investors uh, uh, category and also uh, you know i keep telling this uh, young entrepreneur needs to speak with lots and lots of mentors thought leaders so all this actually if and even academia plays a bigger role you know so the, all these are the key stakeholders and this is very important to turn those sort of the uh, statistic which you given today i mean historically always been we see 97% of the startup fails but how can you change the figure i mean this requires the collaborations of all the stakeholders in this ecosystem and that's exactly the our idea of creating the start uh, the crossroads uh we uh, is starting from tbilisi georgia but it will travel you know we we getting a lot of inbound interest from different countries as well we already started speaking with kazakhstan as well as uzbekistan who also developing the ecosystem there uh, plus uh, we got some interest from hungary romania uh, yesterday we were speaking someone in abu dhabi and they were very excited very senior level government or level and they, uh, the lady who we spoke with she said we need to bring it to, uh, to even abu dhabi so i think there is good interest coming uh, and we believe that uh, the crossroad can create a big impact of creating a one unified ecosystem that's amazing i completely agree with you on that um i think that the more shareholders are involved like you said the more there is a sort of transparency and collaboration is one of the things that i wanted to point out and also that relationship with the startups in the ecosystem which is once again uh crucial to uh lower that high percentage of failure and it only makes sense to take that step or to take that initiative and um you know hence drive the change within the ecosystem uh so the crossroads had gained significant support from the ministry of Econo economy and georgia's innovation technology agency um and in a press conference your your partner and the founder of the crossroads now that you mentioned uh nicolas kobahite had said that and i quote in his words access to information is what we have and with top companies technology companies including one of the largest impactful and well-known soft bank robotic he also added that the U un involvement was crucial and that you work with the center of, for artificial intelligence and robotics in united nations uh, so to sort of summarize the crossroads hold great competitiveness and value in terms of impact and technology and it makes a powerful platform overall to showcase startups in the region as well as worldwide 
Um, and I've come to know that the Crossroads is not just to showcase startups, but to also allow for a space of high level learning. And I have two questions for you on all of that. Um, so the first one is, given the tremendous amount of support and that there is a strong, solid foundation to the crossroads, how big of a transformation can we expect in the ecosystem? So, you know, idea is uh, the crossroad is to kind of uh, start with the event, which is happening on 1st to 3rd September. You know, the event is uh, why it's important because you can get international attention. You may name some of the large mm -hmm. and the UN bodies. Uh, these are just few examples who actually going to collaborate with us, but uh, you know, uh, we have a great speakers, uh, Irakli, who is actually head of AI and uh, robotic in UN. Uh, we have a, a partnership with SoftBank Robotic. Also, we have a speakers from PP Ventures. We have collaborated with Brink Accelerator and Founder Institute, which we announced in last week roadshow uh, and we have few in line you know we have microsoft for startups and we have few other funds large impact from from india uh, even from india we also bringing uh, central governments uh, uh, you know uh, initiatives called startup startup india or invest india so it's it's a central government programs they are participating with uh, participating in our event to kind of share their experience in building a startup ecosystem in India, which is third largest ecosystem. So there's a lot of learnings. There will be keynote speakers. There will be a lot of panel discussions. Uh, there are upscaling workshops. Uh, you know, we bring a lot of expertise from different geographies. It's a hybrid event. So uh, we, we are expecting a lot of people to fly down to Tbilisi, but at the same time, uh, I, you know, current conditions uh, situation is that there are some travel restrictions and regulations are still a challenge for some of the countries. So who cannot, if they cannot fly, they can actually connect virtually. Um, so we have people connecting from the US, from South America as well, Middle East, we have good uh, sort of really good interest from Middle East, which is really, uh, which I wasn't surprised because, uh, you know, Tbilisi become a lot of destinations for tourism for, uh, for quite some time ever since there's a uh, you know, government level have uh, uh, what sort of, a, um, you know, collaboration happened in, in uh, allowing our uh, residents of this country to travel. So part, passport is, a, honestly, you don't need a visa. So the, it's already opened that sort of sectors for, for this, uh, these regions. And uh, there's a lot of infrastructure and tourism level of investment also happening uh, from Middle East. So from that perspective, we were not surprised that, I mean, we would uh, able to attract in this, you know, other players from the startup ecosystem, which is, which is uh, also sort of a testimony that they believe in what we are doing. Because uh, if you look at uh, the Middle East startup ecosystem, which is young as well, as well as sprinkling, I think uh, that region is also pretty much a, has a similar dynamic. Uh, everyone is very, you know, trying to do from scratch. So it's a lot of, sort of a similar comparison we can draw upon. Uh, the only thing here is that there's a lot of funds uh, and uh, hence it's collaborating with Middle East help us to kind of create a good bridge between Caucasus uh, regions and Middle East, you know. So for uh, to answer your question also in terms of the learnings and what let's say startup would generally expect uh, uh, from that sort of events, you know, they will have ability to uh, uh, showcase their products or uh, solutions. They can, uh, you know, 
uh, participates in in the pitching competitions which we, we have which is already live and uh, last date of application is 25th of july you know you can go to the website the crossroads uh, crossroads.global and uh, startups can apply it's mainly meant for uh, pre-seed and seed stage of startups um, and then for the startup, we also have uh, created an investors launch where they can have a possible, you know, uh, possibility to connect with the investors or network with investors, share your ideas or pitch their, uh, you know, idea to them. Uh, and then the experts would be, like I said, there's a series of discussion going to happen. There's a lot of learnings from this one, uh, this event. And we have, uh, you know, well curated theme, uh, which we have uh, designed where, uh, you know, it's, it covered pretty much most of the major sectors and the sector which is more relevant for current sort of uh, themes and the investments. Uh, so those experts, uh, how we are trying to kind of structure this panel discussion is that we'll have one, uh, uh, you know, someone from the fund, someone from the leading accelerators, or government or regulations talking about uh, specific topics, or even inviting some of the uh, really good startup uh, found, you know, the founder CEOs of the successful startup also to be part of that. So see, these are these sort of a combinations we are looking. In fact, we have a university led some programs as well. We have uh, you know collaborated with Caucasus universities there. Uh, we actually announcing few our initiative as well. Like we uh, will be launching women in tech uh, chapter. Um, there will be first in kind of sort of a girls uh, crossroads girls academy. Um, so there's a various program which we'll be announcing some uh, also fund who may be launching first steps. So those announcements will happen. Yeah, that's really wonderful. Um, and you know, why do you think it's important or why is it important that you have that open space for learning and to what extent should startups generally be prepared for a showcase um and since that you've since you've mentioned that you have various programs and you're working with universities as well how do you see the crossroads aligned with the youth i think the you know the crossroad is meant for startup and all, also for young entrepreneurs because especially the way why we started from that region because the region is uh, very very young you know if you look at the mm -hmm. current they're mostly pre-seed seeds and that's that's also for the neighboring region also same same sort of a story so this it requires a lot of learnings mentorships a lot of hand holdings at the same time, even at the policy levels, government levels, uh, certain uh, changes required. Of course, some of the countries are doing really good. Some needs to catch up. So even at that level, we want to kind of uh, uh, connect them to the more mature ecosystem where they can learn from uh, from their, uh, let's say, uh, you know, uh, best practices, good governance, good frameworks, and all. So it's it's a, you know yes yes startup in one side will learn a lot, but at the same time we are also looking that kind of a uh, creating a more sort of a lesson learned for various other uh, uh, you know stakeholders. Uh, for example, there's there is a need for more and more accelerators, and there's a need for more and more incubators as well. So, so this give a more opportunity for even international players to kind of look at that region. So it is untapped and underserved. Not has it has not been seen uh, for many years. Uh, in, in fact, if you look at the global funds, also many of them have do not have even mandate to invest in that region. You know, so which is pretty much. Uh, uh, you know, you can say that's ignored. So we want to give that an opportunity. So how everything is, if you look at the trickle down to startups, you know, if there's no startup, no ecosystem. So 
how it will eventually help and benefit startups to scale up the business at the same time provide a lot of learning opportunity for young entrepreneurs connect through the crossword platform to the uh, you know other startups in our network or the global network through our partners uh, so these are the opportunities that crossroads will give and that's we are very much aligned with our youth initiatives as well basically what i was like summarizing that yeah our the crossword initiative is aligned with the youth and i was saying that like there are a lot of learning opportunity uh it's it's not just about the startup it's all about the other stakeholders who needs to catch up with uh, you know um, uh, other ecosystems as well so it's a learning for everyone there's a lot of takeaways and uh, post events this is what our objective is to learn with uh, governments and as well as other players uh and you know like i was saying before we cut off that like we everything is basically trickled down to startups and what we do uh, everything for in this ecosystem is to scale up their business support the startup if there's no startup there's no ecosystem right so there's that is how we see that and um, and we believe that uh, the crossroad bring huge values to the startups in that region as well as it provide an opportunity for international startups to look at expanding to that region And you know, I, I personally believe that opportunities like the crossroads are not something that come up every day. And with already the initiative to involve the youth in such a big event is remarkable. Um, and I think with taking these steps, there will definitely be definitely be a change in how the youth kind of plays their role in the ecosystem and also um, feel more empowered. Um, and just before we close off, I'd like to go through quickly with maybe some of the questions, if there are. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to thank you for this amazing uh, advices, and you really inspire youth like me and Umaima and a lot of the audience. So thank you for being today with us. One of my first questions is that I think one of the hardest decisions youth have to make is what career path to pursue. So for you, what was the milestone that made it clear for you that this is who you want to become and this is what you're going to devote? all of your heart into <laughs> i think it's a, a really good question because for me it almost two decades to decide that i want to start my own entrepreneurial journey you know um, and i think it's all uh, happens with due to like i said it's sometimes uh, due to the family pressure so peer pressures um and you know uh, i my when i started my career i i did my chartered accountancy from india and I wanted to kind of sort of uh, you know excel to my corporate ladder to become a top CFO and all those th- sort of things I had in mind, and that's what I was chasing for the dream. Um, but over the period, I realized that like you know with almost twenty plus years sort of experience, I think I've done enough and uh, I have to give back. And I I see the kind of uh, idea innovations which I come across day to day basis. I I believe this young talent need lots and lots of support. um by the way i started my own startups uh, for 5 years ago 2016 i think i launched my startup uh, and it was more of impacts in, in uh, sustainability impact investment side i was looking to see how my you know through the app i can connect uh, uh, you know uh, senior citizens or people uh, people or, or determined people or people with disability with the, you know connect with them with the volunteers uh, because they all live in isolations and uh, some of some some of the case there's the cases of depressions they need to step out they need to speak with someone they want to go to let's say to to restaurants maybe with someone to eat uh, dinner 
or they want to watch a movie with someone they you know so that the idea was to see that uh, how i can connect them with the young talent a uh, young generations uh, and i know that there are amazing young generations who do already you know volunteer these things uh, but there's more of like they um, uh, come across these people through their network or uh, within their community or through their ngos and all Uh, so i was my idea was to do this at a more at a global scale and that's how i started and i launched in india uh, but i realized that i think it wasn't really easy because there's a lot of you need to construct of securities and it's and at that time i was working also i had to travel almost every month to uh, ensure that things working well in terms of the security in terms of the uh you know uh, background check and various things it wasn't easy for me to also do this do this things two things par- in parallel right and and i was in a situation when i uh, you know i couldn't even leave the job uh, and uh, uh, you know i decided to uh, basically leave my my own entrepreneur <laughs> entrepreneurial venture because i i i, th- I thought that i i don't think i can justify um, you know uh, this initiative by not really looking at the uh, certain integrity of the you know uh, the security of these people and also uh, you know the uh, kind of uh, upgrading the technology in such that like you know you can able to do the good screening and all and also connect uh, connect this app with the cyber cell so there's a lot of works otherwise needed to be done um, so the long story short the you can say that the, the idea got killed and i felt sad because um you know this is this is it was really really uh, embraced by a lot of people globally and they love this idea and they said this is much needed because most of this year you know um, uh, senior citizens and the people with disability are uh, you know not uh, in really disconnected they living in silos so some of the their children are actually working in different countries and uh, uh, then they need to really step out and speak with someone so there there's a lot of demand for that uh, but at the same time i had my own constraint and i couldn't pursue but then i realized that i think maybe i what i can do that i can always uh, uh, you know support new ideas and new young generations who so that that's something i can do that you know that that's where i decided to not to go with my on startups where where as i said no i uh, you know i will uh, basically support all the young talents and the young generation who can solve any such kind of problem not necessarily this any pain points the because most of the you know if you look at the the ideas or sort of a uh, well innovative uh, creations all happen because of the pain point we come across it could be your point point it could be your society's pain point or na- national pain point that's what we want to address right and uh, and that's where then uh, you get sort of a novel and innovation idea to solve this problem actually mr kumar your answer is transformational when it comes to the stereotype that youth need to start out their lives after they graduate high school or college so your answer actually will inspire a lot of youth uh, listening to us now or later after it goes down on youtube or spotify so question number 2 <laughs> in your entrepreneurial journey what was the main obstacle you faced and how did you overcome it so my first venture i mentioned about that it was i had a lot of obstacles and i really dedicated my time i think it's most important that you need the support of your friends and family you know who needs to believe in your ideas 
and believe believe in your aspiration which is really really important so you always speak with your friends and families about what you are trying to do get supports get connections uh, that is one of the ways to overcome the challenges uh, I, i know and i saying that like you need always the mentors and uh, thought leader industry experts and all so keep talking to them um i think i did in that space very well uh, and uh, and i even though i was working i was dedicating my time and even i was traveling uh, every month meeting a lot of people so you you need to have a foot on the ground you need to have a skin in the game you know so that that that's most important uh, yeah, you know to overcome this kind of challenge and that's that's a basically typical any entrepreneurial journey you know if you are a founder you need to kind of really go out you know step out of your comfort zone um and the when when i started uh, startup scale 360 i think this by the time we started uh, startup scale 360 and the crossroad it was much easier because there were a lot of experience you know i'm, I'm uh, working with large group uh, i had good connections what i did the other day when i left the very next day i started reaching out to all my connections all my people in the network who i believe that will uh, support me and also i know that they trust me you know they have a lot of confidence in me so that that's the first thing i did so the ne- very next day i started really calling them and blocking my calendar so you won't believe like from the day when i left till now my calendars are always full now it's like always two weeks in advance i still try to reach to new people talk to them because every time i see uh, uh, or meet new people i learn from that whether it's a young entrepreneurs or or anyone you know uh, in the industries um, expert as well you always there's always a learning so i think this most important for me for that from startup scale 360 perspective is to kind of reconnect with all my networks you know uh, and that helped me a lot and things like started unfolding very easily uh people say hey you're doing great i think we tell me what sort of support you need and they like the idea so i think it was then it went on sort of a more into autopilot mode and then we kind of pivot to the crossroads and the crossroad i mean i won't say it's just a pivot it's actually it's a more of additions to uh, to our uh, portfolios you know this new venture start a new company which is itself is a um uh, you know the, with the with the support of the friends and family my like i said my classmate nicolas uh, you know believed in the idea and he said that let's do something in the region in fact now we are working on launching a mobility fund which is a third initiative so i think every time i, I believe that like whenever i get up early in the morning i always have something to achieve something to you know pursue and i i always chase for the dream so i'm a guy who you know can't uh, sit idle for a single minute i have to you know for me time in a sense time is time is in a sense and that's very important for every young entrepreneur young student that you know value your time it's if you if you lose you can never get it back that's a really 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 good answer <laughs> thank you for that last but not least for my third question to cut it short uh, what what are the secret ingredients that you think come up together to make a successful entrepreneur i think a lot of things i have already spoken <laughs> um but to summarize that uh, you know for a successful entrepreneur uh, you need to have a passions you know you and i i mentioned this that you need to come out of your comfort zone you know uh, embrace the failure this is common you know i failed a lot but you had to get up and walk again um i never i never like assumed of the setback 
uh, even at the co- corporate level you know uh, it's not about the like a failure you see only in the entrepreneurial journey you even at a corporate level if you're pursuing your career in the corporate uh, uh, corp- uh, you know at corporate level you may come across that but always learn from the mistake learn from the failures and move forward um and always be creative i think it's uh, uh, look for look for always the solutions you know uh, you will see a lot of problems but you always should be a problem solver um and uh, positive attitude is very important you know you cannot be arrogant you uh, leave your ego uh, the back burner and uh, you know have like we talked about the mindset change, mindset change and how a leader can set the tone so you know uh, i've seen amazing amazing startup led by the young leader young entrepreneurs who's now managing like 200 and people so i think it's, it's all about the mindset change and uh, how composed they are how you know the kind of the attitude they carry it's amazing so so these are the various success in, you know uh, ingredients i i believe thank you very much for these priceless advices so again thank you very much for having these words and now I'll leave you with Amaima thank you again great i i was just listening and i think i'm so amazed now um even more now that because you shared your story and thank you for doing that and thank you ml for taking this conversation also to more of an emotional aspect and not just focusing on things <laughs> it was really good thank you so much um so on that note i guess we can wrap up today's discussion thank you so much mr kumar for giving us your time your presence with us here today has truly been an honor and you are always welcome to join us again we'd really love that um and yeah i guess you yeah, go ahead no thank you so much thank you so much for having me here umema and amal great questions thank you for asking those questions uh, and yeah i mean happy to come back again and share my experience i'm sure we learn a lot and we are happy to always share our experience in in terms of the you know next stage next uh, i'm sure there will be we'll be adding so many new things in the futures always uh, we'll share that happy to share